Miseducational titty boy. Umbilical cord full with plenty drugs. My mama a G and my daddy dead. I went to the prom wearing black and red. The neighborhood turned into Pakistan. Middle of the war zone, I was backing in. With some cat, with some pass and some nappy dread. Shoot at you, then shoot at the ambulance. Gucci, my Gucci, my spread. Sorry, I'm late. I just don't give a fuck. Rolling. Hey, yo, hey, yo, hey, yo. Rocking with the best known unknown podcast on the internet. It's your man, Money Mitch, aka King Lear, aka Light Skin Lord of the Flies, aka Mix Messiah, aka Mitch Gaines, aka a whole lot of things. You can find me at, at MLGainer22, at MGainer22, co host of this lovely podcast. It's late to work. It's episode 18. 18? 18? Absolutely. Hey, that's my birthday. Episode 18. Happy birthday to me. I'm getting old. Uh, Hopefully not. Catching up. Yeah, for real. Our podcast is catching up to me. Our our (laughs) podcast is almost as old in episodes as we are. We're getting there. Yeah. We will in 2018 if you guys don't hate us by now. Uh, For y'all listening at home and not watching our beautiful face on TV, I'm here as always with my man. Only Chris Allen. Only Chris Allen at Gmail. Shoot me some emails. Ask us some questions. Only Chris Allen on Instagram. Only Chris Allen on Twitter, Chris Thomas on Facebook. So, you know, shoot me a DM, holler at me, you know, tell us how great we are. Holler uh, at you. Don't let homegirl hear that. Hey, 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 has been an eventful week. Uh, first, going on? first off, before we get into anything serious, I want everybody to know. So, every time we on air, obviously, Chris is a, a comedian. Uh, you know, it, it, I don't do much professionally. I admire people who have real talents professionally. I'm a scumbag. I just talk shit on the internet. Mm-hmm. My man over here, very talented guy, he drops his dates all the time. You should definitely come out and see my man. I've been just talking shit riding for my man because I'm a good friend. I went out and saw him do stand up for the first time uh, this past week, and I'm not just hyping my dude because that's my dude. This nigga's funny as fuck. Uh, I'm kind of mad that he's not funny on the podcast. I told him so today. Uh, so y'all should definitely come out and support my man. Check him out. Uh, it's at Only Chris Allen. You can find him all over the internet. But he's all over New England. I'm just gonna big up him real quick before Thank we get you. all that. Thank you. I appreciate. It. That means a lot. Hey, I, I, I should start writing for this podcast. Yeah, that, that would be nice if you know we like took things seriously whatsoever. Uh, I think as we more we do repair, we repair more. Yeah. Like uh, it will get to the point. I'm I'm honestly like. By these podcasts, like, I'm so drained from the day. Like, I have fun, and I, lo- I love doing this, but, like, literally, like, today, I'm up at, like, like 6 o'clock in the morning, work, I ran, like, came home from work, ran 6 miles, came home, shower, ate, set for, like, 30 minutes before you got here. Jesus. And so, like, I'm fucking, like, and, that, and so I what think- What you're telling our is they get, like, not even B-side, like, they get, like, C-side, Chris? Well, no, it's just, it's just, well, I do just everything. I don't, once you reach a certain age, everything, like, everything past, like, six o'clock, it's oh, just, yeah. it's like your yeah. extra energy and yeah. shit. Um, I don't know but, how I used to live a life where, like, my day started at, like, 9 p.m. Oh, dude, yeah. That, that, I, I don't know. I used to go to work at 7 p.m. routinely. Like, yeah. that was my job. Like, yeah. I'd, you know, work at the bar, like, 7 to 4 a.m. I would prefer, all the time. I would prefer, I still would probably, if I had, like, a bar job, or let's say, like, I end up like being like a dope ass comic, and mm. then I am and traveling, crushing, and I'm just crushing five spots a night. Exactly, or I'm just like doing like uh, my first shows at like nine o'clock, and yeah. maybe a second show at like eleven. Like I'm still getting up at like seven o'clock and like 
hitting the gym and writing and Cause honestly because once you get to it like you just like you feel like you're even if you were awake the same amount of hours and doing the same amount of things like you just feel like you wasted some portion of the day because that's when everybody else is doing shit exactly yeah and i even felt like that like when i did have like jobs where i worked late like i felt like i was missing like i would the few days you would wake up early and see right. people i was like what the fuck i am a scumbag from that being right. up like yeah dude i feel but, like that now because i wake up at like 8 30 instead of 6 <laughs> yeah dude but like those days is sleep now it's hard for to sleep in once you start yeah. getting up so like the weekend like this actually i think i slept in a little bit this weekend to like 10 or something like that Look at you. Like, yeah i was feeling legit uh, so now that we're done being old wash niggas telling y'all how you need to get to bed early because we're <laughs> fucking getting creaky and old. Uh, we got a bunch of shit we want to get into this week. Uh, want to start with something light? I feel like it's a lot of really heavy shit. We do have we a start lot with this Fletcher heavy. Cox thing? This is just so fascinating. Yes, me. we should start. And you guys, I'm sure some of you guys, have, if you guys are internet trolls like we are, uh, you've already came across it. So, if you haven't, we'll definitely be sharing links in the video and all that. Like, this is too good not to view for your own pleasure. So, this dude, just to give a brief backstory, which you guys can Google this yourself too, but uh, NFL player for the Philadelphia Eagle is being sued by this dude who, because Fletcher Cox, the football player in question, apparently... Took his girl, like took his, like broke up his marriage and like started sleeping with this dude's wife. Uh, his wife, he starts doing, some, he starts, you know, snooping around, finds out that like she's banging Fletcher Cog, who's like not even like he's not even a skill position, like he's like on the line. Yeah, yeah, let me make something clear here, like for those of our fans who don't ever watch sports, Fletcher Cox is not like. Some like flighty, Isn't that old like, old yeah, you know, like some sexy, like <laughs> wide out or like running back who's all like buff and trim. Fletcher Cox is just a like a big black nigga. Yeah, like, he's like Warren. He's like he like Warren Sapp. Oh like, yeah, he's like what six five two ninety. Yeah, like that's a lot like, of man. That with like a weird shaped head and a bad yeah, hair. I'm not like, trying to. I'm not throwing shit at Fletcher Cox by the way. Fletcher yeah. Cox, please do not cover me. That man will eat me whole. Yeah, he already like, has some. He, he his his hands are full right now. Yeah, for real. All right, so yeah, just to go back to the story, like so, this guy uh, finds out that his wife is sleeping with uh, Fletcher Cox, and he goes through all this traumatic, quote unquote. He goes through a lot of traumatic stuff. My the man checked himself up. into rehab yeah, because of the trauma silly. he suffered from his girl cheating on him. With an NFL player. And so it broke up the marriage, obviously. How do you even try and smash after Fletcher Cox? Don't ruin your life. Uh, I didn't even so, think about it like that, but yeah, I guess when you said, yeah, that's kind of true. So he decides to get payback and sue Fletcher Cox in Florida. Where uh, he's no, North Carolina. North Car- oh, yeah. North Carolina where he lives. So there's a, weird, there's a weird law in the books in North Carolina that allows you to sue, what they call it? Uh, I forget the exact the, term. The abstinence, like the abstinence of um, uh, fucking emotion or some shit. Yeah, some something weirdly, like that. Uh, 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 some weird of intimacy, backward. something like that. Yeah, the absence of intimacy or something like that. So you can be sued for being responsible for causing the absence of in- intimacy in somebody else's relationship. A.K.A. If you fuck somebody's wife, now their wife don't want to fuck them anymore. Okay, how stupid? Apparently, it's your fault that they're getting divorced. I do. do I, okay. Which is fucking All right. crazy. All right, go. I, I want your opinion on this because uh, I I think it's stupid. It's like, Which part? <laughs> I think it's all stupid, but it's hilarious. Stupid 
that this is a law. I think it's stupid that this man sued and he's on TV. Like, hold on, dude. hold on, hold on. We gotta back up. I got. We gotta get the jokes off before we get into all that. All right. First things first. Like, bro, you're really suing because your girl smashed a professional athlete. Exactly. And I'm not saying that in like an athlete because they're like you know the best physical specimens around. Whatever. I just mean in a general human capacity, right? Yeah. If famous people show you attention. Yeah. And I'm not saying this is always the case. Obviously, in in light of recent incidents, I don't want this to get misconstrued in any way. But I think talking to most people of most genders, especially those who are very sex-positive people and out there looking to party and have a good time or whatever, if attractive, famous, wealthy people hit on you and you're into it... I don't really care what my current... St- like, everybody has a celebrity cheat list, right? Now, yeah. Fletcher Cox wouldn't be on my celebrity cheat list. But, like, you know, if you ain't, if you ain't getting Odell, if Fletcher yeah. Cox comes by and's like, yo, I got 12 years in the league. Exactly. I got a couple I got a couple trophies. You know what I mean? I got a couple records. Yeah. Like, what's good? Let me take you out to dinner. What like, are you going to do? Why not? You know what I mean? Like, listen, I, and this is a two-way street. Like, don't act like... Yo, men are exactly the same. I promise you, if any famous actress... D- shit, men are way worse. We settle for fucking strippers. Like, if yeah. you're a well-known stripper, dudes are like, oh my god, I I saw a video of you on YouTube one time. Please, can I, can I, oh, can yeah, I get you anything? It's, like, it's a wrap, yeah. yeah. And it's like, eh, like, I, whatever. So... I don't know why this dude is surprised, is my point. Is everybody cheats. I'm a big proponent of that. That you, I'm well documented on this podcast. Yeah. As I don't know why you wouldn't just build something in that allows for these uh-huh. sort of things. You gotta see the dude to fully appreciate how white this story is. Yeah, just listen to this for a second, people, audience members. Uh, this is a dude on TV. You guys can This, this is on Good Morning America. This is not just TV. My man is on Good Morning America, national TV. Because Hello, what? Uh, <laughs> that? Oh. I've seen another man's wife basically ruin my life because um, I thought I was going to be with this woman forever. According to these documents filed in North Carolina, the two-time Pro Bowler being sued. Two-time Pro Bowler? 34-year-old. Nigga, you ain't a two-time Pro Bowler. A former sergeant uh, in the Marines. I love how they... Oh, he was in the... Oh, shit. I didn't even catch that part earlier. After she met Cox on a business trip in March. All right. Cool, 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 cool. So... Basically ruined my life. First off, nigga, your life ain't ruined because your girl's leaving. Exactly. No, here's the thing. Like, Fletcher Cox, okay, he, he's a symptom. Wrong. Like, Fletcher Cox is a symptom of your marriage. Like, you wasn't handling it. She was satisfied she wouldn't be looking for other dudes. And I See, you. I, I don't even agree with that. You, you can be satisfied, and when other dudes. Uh, I want to make sure I'm quoting this right. Okay. I, I heard this the other day, and it was like. Women women aren't looking to cheat, but they know exactly who they cheat with if the opportunity arrives. Okay. You know yeah, what I mean? And, and, I, I'm not correct. saying she's like something's wrong in the relationship, but if the dude she wanted at some other point comes along yeah. and she wants to fuck him, and that dude happens to be a two time pro bowler who can fuck you on top of a roof of a yacht, like, yeah, why not? Yeah. And I, I can do it. Dude, and I don't even like. Not Fletcher Cox, but like. <laughs> but here, here's the thing like, this dude, he, obviously he had things backwards. Before, because if he thinks he's in like this wonderful relationship, everything's beautiful. She's and my soulmate. We've been together since high school. Yeah. We got married, and I went into the military, and I came home, and everything dude. was supposed to be just like it was before. I've heard the story a million dude. times, nigga. Life moves on. Here's the thing, dude. I, I dude, those respect to all our military Facts. people out there. I'm not like, even trying to be disrespectful. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. But you guys jumped the gun in this marriage thing. Every well, and to be fair, guy, it's incentivized. It is. Like, there's a lot of reasons to jump the gun. Don't like I. 
I would. If I was in the military, I'd be married right now. That's a fact. What? What? what what's this? You, you get man, tax benefits. You uh, get way, uh, especially early on before you, like you have rank and everything. You yeah. get way more like visitations and like uh, chances to get like off base and all that. Yeah. There's, like a bunch of extras that come with like, especially if you have kids. But uh, if you're already married, yeah. And so that's why so, so many of these people will be high school sweethearts. They're gonna enlist at 19. Mm-hmm. They get married when they're 18. Knock up their wife. Peace out. Because what 19 year old wants to take care of a kid, right? Yeah. You get to ditch for four years. That's perfect. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you come home. Oh, no, I agree. That's logical to a 19-year-old, <laughs> yeah, right? So it's like, okay, let me get this straight. I get more benefits. I'm going to go off make a bunch of money. I'm going to come home. She's going to be raising a kid. By the time I get home stationary uh-huh. and permanent, kid's five, six years old. We can, like, I can raise a six-year-old, right? Like, yeah. they understand logic. I can tell them to do chores and shit, right? Yeah. I got a steady job from the U.S. Army. We're good to go. And then you get home five years later, your girlfriend and that wife or whatever has been like emotionally like neglected for the past five years, yeah. has been doing, you know, God knows what, I'm not trying to say put that on women, I'm saying like, that's a terrible burden to bear on top of being essentially a single parent at home, on top of handling your trauma of coming back from whatever fucking war you were just serving in that we shouldn't be in in the first place, and you coming to terms with that over the last four years while you've matured, and so all of a sudden, like, you expect that to work? Yeah. Like, dog, well, like, what, are you crazy? Yeah, exactly. In what world is that? Like if, a formula if, for if successful relationships. You were like early twenties, so like who you're not even the same person. Like how old is this dude now, right? Like twenty five. Like, no, no, this dude's actually he's thirty four now. Oh, so right. it's like he's come on. Like thirty four, good friend. Dude, dude looking man. like that at thirty four, you're gonna be great on the market, dog. You can be fine. Dude, just move on. Like I don't understand what like what's he doing, man? Just like dude, you called the L. Joshua Je- Jefford <laughs> Jefford. Dude, so you this, caught an L, man. Like, oh, Josh Shefford, you caught the biggest L by having your face look like that on national TV. I know, you caught the L. Let, it, me, it, let me ask this as a quick question, though, because I always have to ask in this situation. Like, is that something you'd leave the wife for? I don't know anything about the wife, but supposedly that's your soulmate. That's your everything. You've been together for eight years. She's smoking hot. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> okay, if it's Fletcher Cox, yeah, I, I, I can't do that. I can't. Like, I'm not. You can't follow that up? I'm not, I don't want. It's, Fletcher Cox looks like. <laughs> sounds horrible. It paused. It, All it, the pause. That's. Mm. If Fletcher Cox was not. If there was no NFL, like, Fletcher Cox would, like, I don't know, be working where? Home Depot, um, maybe. I don't know. He might be a really smart guy. I have no idea. I doubt it. Doubt it. He doesn't look like it. And, and, and his does and not his, look like a brilliant man. Like, no? Look, Fletcher Cox is uh, his game. His line was that the husband read was I. I I want to put a baby in you. I no, I want to get you pregnant. It wasn't even as eloquent like, as I want to put baby like, in you. Come on. Like, if, if my wife falls for that, that's not the woman that I think. I want to put a baby in you, but she responded, and we'd have some damn fine-looking yeah, babies. Yeah, like, that's not my wife anymore. I'm done. I'm, I'm out of there. Yeah, see, that's um, the one that gets me, too. You're right. Okay, and but... That text gets here, me. Here's the thing. You fuck this nigga sure. I don't care. Like, it's fine. But if, but if it's like... I fall But if, if it's like The Rock, if my wife came home and was like, yeah, like, I met The Rock, and like, honey, like, things happen, and like, you know, I fucked The Rock, I'd be like... All right, cool. Well, like, you know, are we going out for dinner or like, yeah. like, is it, what am I going to do? Like, I, look, if Scarlett Johansson walked in my life, I don't care how long I'm married. I don't care. I could have 39 kids. I'm fucking Scarlett <laughs> Johansson. It's just happening. But that, and that, but that's my point. It's like, so if her Scarlett Johansson is Fletcher Cox, like, it shouldn't be. And, that, and why? that's why I'm leaving her. Because <laughs> she's, dude, Fletcher Cox, 
Dude, Fletcher Cox's line was. I just want to hear you say the problematic ass statement that she's too fine for Fletcher Cox to be. Fletcher Cox looks like. Have you guys ever seen uh, Atlanta? Like, Fletcher Cox looks like Childish Gambino's cousin. Uh, money money bags. Oh, like, uh, <laughs> Yo, I wish I remember. That's uh, a great yeah, shot. I don't know. Yeah, I forget. Uh, but yeah. Man, yeah, that's yeah. what Fletcher Cox looks like. And I'm not. What was his name from. Uh, <laughs> Fletcher. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, long story short, uh, don't. Leave your wife around pro athletes if you don't oh, want your yeah, wife to yeah, smash no, pro no, athletes. Yeah. And if your wife is smashing pro athletes, have a conversation about it first, or else it's probably going to ruin your marriage. And if you're married to a regular Joe and you want to fuck pro athletes, Paperboy. Talk about Fletcher it with Cox your is like Paperboy. Yes. <laughs> like, That's all I'm calling him next time I watch Eagles games. <laughs> oh, Alright, uh... You want to touch on the Roy Moore thing real quick, just because that's happening in real time? Yeah, I know that it was close, and he was losing earlier. If you guys don't know. It, it, closes at, it will close 20 minutes ago. We'll pull up the stats here. Uh, so, obviously, the Roy Moore election, uh, special election in Alabama was happening today for the Senate seat between him and Doug Jones. Uh, you know, not... There's so much to say, yet not a lot to say. Like, the man, you know, blamed 9-11 on gay marriage. The man allegedly... Thought the best allegedly <laughs> sexually molested should, dozens of that teenagers. That should have been like the first thing. Like, like, yeah. yeah. No, I, honestly, I try to not lead with that anymore yeah. because it seems like so many people are just like, well, those are allegations. That's not true. I, right. I can see past that. Here's a, here are things that aren't sure. allegations. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And also he said that uh, the, the great time when American was yes. great was uh, during slavery. Was the, like the, the, this <laughs> is he also wanted to there was slavery, but we got along. We cared about we we have better right. family values. He says. <laughs> yeah. My man also said if we abolished every amendment after the tenth, it, it would quote solve an awful lot of problems. Just for a quick rundown of you know amendments that come after the tenth: uh, women's suffrage, the right to vote, uh, the Civil Rights Act, black people's right to vote, uh-huh. the. Repeal of prohibition. So, booze. I mean, also prohibition if you want to get technical. Uh, the abolition of slavery. That's kind of a big deal. You know, just for just for a handful that are mixed in there. Just want to let people know, this, this is the man is that you're I, trying to elect. This is the man I, was kicked out of the, the it, U.S. court system twice. Yeah. And twice. It's, and, it's, and this is a close election. Dude, this is why I, I've always said I hate Alabama. And, I, and this is what... And it's not... I'm sure it's not everyone in Alabama, but, like, it's like... I hate Alabama football. I hate how racist and backwards they are. <laughs> I love I, how Alabama football really doesn't represent. Well, this the is state. this is why this is why I hate Alabama football because it's a it's it's a historically racist state. And fine, besides maybe a quarterback every every other season, find a find a black person in Alabama or a white person in Alabama. That team is seventy percent. That's oh, but that's yeah. all they. I, if I, I don't, if I was from the south and I'm a Big Ten like football like. I follow Big Ten. I'm from Ohio, Ohio State. But like, even if I if I was from any of that surrounding area, and it was like, yo, like, like Alabama wants you to come play four years of college football here, I'd be like, mm-hmm. fuck no, because they don't give a do. Vice, Vice, okay, you guys want to check out how fucking backwards Alabama is? Vice does a, a series just on the University of Alabama where they have like black kids just trying to go into these parties and shit, and they were like, oh, you're not dressed right. And was like, well, I just have on like jeans and or like shorts and a t-shirt. It's like, yeah, no, you can't have those shoes on. You can't have those hats on. And it'll be like they'll they'll pan out to the other pool parties and it's white kids with the same thing on it. Mm-hmm. And, and then and then they're like, yeah, like unless you're a football player, if you're black, you're not allowed in these parties. It's just like blatant. And I, it's, it's ridiculous. That's such high school shit, bro. It is. It's it's, it's ridiculous. So like, yeah, like in 
you can't do it no justice for the fact that like you got a pedophile, an accused pedophile who's been kicked out of the government twice and has asked for backward asked backwards theories on the government and 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 how things should be run. This is ridiculous. Fuck Alabama. That state's going to sink. Uh, very early, uh, very early polls that are in uh, have Jones ahead by a big margin, but that's two percent of the vote in, yeah. so I wouldn't read much into that. Uh, and and then po- oh, that's two percent. Yeah, votes? So, yeah, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll see what else turns in before the end of the episode. Uh, but essentially, I mean, the whole. I guess what baffles me more than anything about it, uh, to to try and like pick one portion of it because trying to tackle the whole thing in total was a bit much much. Uh, is it it seems like the the general appeal on both sides is uh you know on for the case for Roy Moore is that you know vote republican because we can't afford to have a democrat in office right uh you know these are the votes that we need to get passed these are the bills that we're trying to get you know here's the make america great agenda that we're trying to get pushed and I always think it's scary if the only reason you're voting for somebody is if they'll do something for somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's a terrifying reason to vote for somebody. Conversely, I think the Democrats fell into the Hillary playbook of vote for Doug Jones because he's not Roy Moore. Yeah. And just recently have I heard anything about Doug Jones being... Did you know Doug Jones is the prosecutor of the Alabama uh, the yeah. church bombing case? Yeah. I just found that out two days ago. Yeah. Why is that the first time I've heard of that? I, I know, exactly. You know what I mean? The Democrats, I, I, I would be leading with that everywhere I went. Exactly. You know what I mean? be, yeah, that should be he's definitely. He's got an outstanding record as yeah. a prosecutor. You know what I mean? He's got but, a bunch of things to campaign on, and instead he's campaigning on not being Roy Moore. Well, I think not in, being a pedophile is I enough think, to I get think, my vote. I think in Alabama, they're probably. In that like, case, it should. They're probably, but, they're, they're probably like, oh, like he convicted, like. And, you know, who knows what they're yeah. thinking? They don't yeah. give a shit about I convicted no black, my, my you know, cousin Bobby. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You know? Like. And I guess like that's that's what's frightening to me, uh, and we'll we'll see how that you know shakes out here in the next hour or two. But I think it's going to say an awful lot, at least about that particular small portion of the country. I don't want to extrapolate you know one special election in one state to you know mean exactly what the other forty nine think, but uh, I would say an awful Alabama. fucking lot. Uh, and with that said, let's. I'm uh, never going to be able to do a show in Alabama after that. <laughs> oh yeah, fact. Well, I probably wouldn't. Why would you either, want to? Yeah, yeah. unless. You're opening for uh, Roy Wood Jr. Uh, shout out to him. He's the fucking man. I love that guy. I will fucking... Yeah, never mind. <laughs> uh, that serves as a great little catalyst because it's very easy to say fuck Alabama in places like Alabama and all the fucked up things that happen in Alabama where they I'm elect sure pedophiles. I'm people in Alabama. I'm not talking about them. I'm just talking about no, the abundance of jackasses. But I think it is very easy as somebody from the North for sure, and I'm, I'm curious how you feel about this as someone from the Midwest, uh, but from the North Midwest, is like... It's easy to write off that part of the country is where the racist people live. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a re- report just came out in the Boston Globe uh, this past weekend uh, from the Spotlight team. If you're not familiar with the Spotlight team, uh, they're the you know there's a movie about them. Uh, <laughs> you should go check it out. They're the people who broke the you know church pedophile case. Mm-hmm. They've broken you know a lot of housing discrimination kids. They've, they've broken most big stories in the Boston area for a long, long time. They're a very distinguished group of journalists historically. Uh, they compiled this study over the past couple of years. Uh, and there's some just really jarring things about Boston, uh, and you know, there's been a lot of debate in the sports community lately about how racist of a place is Boston and whether or not it deserves that reputation. Uh, and that was kind of the question they dug into: is you know, Boston has been historically racist. Uh, a lot of that attention derives from the busing scandals uh, of desegregation of the schools here in the 60s and 70s, uh, and you know, a lot of the the you know 
white crime here uh, throughout the 70s and 80s uh, with the Irish and Italian mobs uh, and then kind of, you know, dominating and suppressing minority cultures here uh, and kind of what the reality of that is today. Uh, and <laughs> I, I guess really sadly, uh, it's still pretty fucking bad. Uh, the, the one stat that everybody's talking about that jumps off the page, uh, is the medium in the median income of black households in the greater Boston area. What is it? $8. Wow. $8. And, and what is Not $8,000, $8. Median income for idiots out there who don't follow these kind of things. I'm just kidding. And that's hourly rate? Uh, no, that's that's income earned yearly versus amount spent yearly. So the differential between those two. Wow. Jeez. Uh, yeah, is $8. Uh, I believe it was like 196000 for white families. Wow. Yeah. So it, uh, just you know, a couple other ideas here. Uh, it, they compared it to a study that they did back in the 80s on this. Uh, back then, just 4.5% of black workers were officials or managers at their company. This is back in like the 80s, but mm -hmm. it was 85. Uh, that number is now 46 in 2015. Uh, there's an organization of Boston's most powerful business leaders across the city. It used to be known as the Vault back in the day. Uh, had 20 members at the time. Had zero black members at the time. That's mm -hmm. back in the 80s. Uh, the New Vault, as they call it, uh, Masters uh, Competitive Partnership. St uh, downsides to 16 members, so a little less openings there. Mm -hmm. Still zero black people. Uh, and the area's unemployment rate, uh, twice as high for blacks in the 80s, uh, still slightly higher than double the rate uh, black to white mm -hmm. in as of 2014, last time uh, they had census data on it. Wow. Uh, so, I mean, a lot of it's just crazy. You know, the income disparity, the culture and the climate, uh, you know, the... the uh, essentially the refusal to allow people of color into creative workspaces, into creative outlets, uh, into cultural inhabitants to promote those businesses where they do exist. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of it focused on Boston as a tourist destination and how Boston is promoted as a city and it promotes almost exclusively white businesses across the board. Uh, it's a really telling piece and I guess uh, as, a, as a lifelong Boston resident uh, with plans to maybe stay or go, I don't know, but I've been here all my life and I believe very strongly in the Commonwealth and the city. I love it here. Uh, I was really disheartened to hear that like I you know I argue for Boston in a lot of ways uh, you know for instance we have one of the better police forces I'm not saying they're perfect but they're better than a lot of places you know what mm -hmm. I mean uh, I said especially about some of the, the surrounding communities uh, Salem especially uh, and so I it, it broke my heart a little bit but it also just kind of reinforced the reality I knew was here and didn't want to acknowledge yeah. uh, and you know I, they talk a lot about the seaport development and the booming tech sector and how it excluded blacks have been from that mm -hmm. and, you know that's where I've spent the past five years of my life is navigating that scene and I can tell you as somebody who you know took the last four years in the seaport mm -hmm. it's not uh, a ton of color that it, way. Not, not, there isn't a swatch bro yeah like i'm i'm a, it's me and the people who work behind the counter at restaurants mm. that's it yeah and convenience stores that's yeah. it it's terrifying and yeah and i heard like i'm i'm guessing this is what i called the back and i was listening to npr and they were talking about the grade like i guess there's like a grading system that they're developing for like uh, cities to show like how diversity they are and mm. like uh, I guess Boston got a very low grade and they even mentioned like some of the shit that like they were uh, Michael Chase stated uh, when yeah. he was coming into Boston and how Michael Chase hates performing here yeah but he I went to see him and uh, do they have the grades in there there you go uh, so how welcoming are these cities to people of color Boston is the only major city they surveyed that was over 50% unwelcoming. So 54%. Yeah. 54% of black mm -hmm. people are, find it unwelcoming, unfriendly, like 
slightly frightened to yeah. be in Boston, Massachusetts. And, and it's part of that is like, I mean, it's it's definitely not going to be the same as like some of that's just East Coast, and I, I give it, but New York, that's that's, that's what that's, I mean. Like you compare it to New York, New York is tw- yeah. I hate New Yorkers. We all hate New Yorkers. I can't fucking stand. I how like God- New Yorkers. I think. It's I mean, as I get older, I understand them a little better. I actually really like New Yorkers. Oh. But I mean, as somebody from here, like mm-hmm. fuck New York. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It, when I think of rude people, they're all they always have a New York accent. Mm-hmm. Put it that way. You know what I mean? That yeah. that's my bias. You know yeah. what I mean? So when I see. 28, so 70, 72% of black people feel welcome in New York City? Yeah. And 46% in Boston? That, yeah. Like, true. damn, bro. Like, that's have you true. been to New York? You know how racist New York City? But, like, New York's racist against everybody. Yeah. That's but, the fun part of New York. And the thing is, like, uh, diversity-wise yeah, exactly. in New York, but, like, you can but go. But that's, that's exactly it. Is there's, there's people of all ethnicities in all neighborhoods. Yeah, and so, like, Boston is such as like, a condensed I mean, there's such a condensed town. They're like, you have no you. If you want to go out to the major places, they're not like like a ton of like like black clubs or like uh, Spanish. I mean, there are, but you have to find it. So you come here as a tourist, like you're going to be on I Newberry Street. I still couldn't tell you where to find a black club. I, yeah, exactly. I mean, you could find one, but like if you if you're like a tourist, you, where you're going to be Newberry Street, oh, yeah. Bolston. Uh, you're going to be like Fennell Hall, Fennell Hall. Yeah, you're going to be in those fans. areas. Yeah, exactly. And it's like... And now Seaport. Exactly. And it's not... I mean, tr- like, it's not somewhere you want to kick. You don't want to... Like, if you're out and you're like a, a, a couple like black in the uh, early the late 20s yeah. you know, go out in seaport and just, no you're not you're I mean, uncomfortable yeah, exactly. everybody watching you it took time. me a while to navigate through these these areas where I was just like alright well like I don't it's just where I go like not that many brothers out right. here and, and you came here right exactly so imagine like you grew up here you know you ain't supposed to go there yeah you know exactly. what I mean it's like I, I, there are neighborhoods in Boston I still don't go hang out at and like Doug I'm half white most of my friends are white I grew up with all white people I just knew that was a place I wasn't supposed to hang out at I still yeah. don't feel comfortable in Southie I, I worked in Southie for two years yeah, I was 10 minutes I from Southie feel, I still Dude, feel weird in Southie I, I, okay like I have friends okay there's certain parts of Southie like my, my close friends they live on like A Street but like once you get past like like A Street, once you hit like B and C, I'm like, ah, oh, it gets kind of. Uh. Once you, once you, once you round it, the corner there, yeah, so exactly. you get to like you don't feel F like, Street, G yeah, Street, like nah, nah B, <laughs> nah, we ain't going I'm any further than that. I'm Gucci, I'm Gucci. <laughs> all, all that's down there for me is like fucking drug deals and people who want to kill me. That's Dude, it. I've done like shows there in uh, in Southie where I'm just like ah, I don't know like I don't yeah. know what to expect and, you know you just go do your shit but it's like you do and you you use that because mm. and, and this is the one thing about comedy you know like most people would say like oh that's not true and this is why I, this is one thing I love about comedy because like there's no okay my bad hold on there's no denying some of this stuff um, we got wall camera failure There's no denying what. It's no so like you can say, oh well, like racism doesn't exist and stuff like that. But when you say a joke and it connects, like let's say you say like, no, like Southie isn't racism, racist. They're all good people down here. But if I say a joke and it's about like how racism is still in Southie or somewhere mm-hmm. like ties that and, and everyone fucking laugh that connection is confirmation to me it's like yeah, yeah like you can deny but you have balls you... to make that joke because if it doesn't land right you might die it always <laughs> this is the reason these yeah. oh, what the fuck hold on we're having some camera issues and I... 
All right, but yeah, that's the thing. Like when you tell a, that's the one thing with humor is that like when you say a joke or you say something and people laugh, and it's like the unspoken shit is which mm-hmm. is what you want to touch on. It's like. There's no denying in that. Like, why are you laughing? And it's not true. If it's bullshit, I'm just making it up. Then it's not fucking funny. Exactly. But um, yeah, no. It's, 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 I I think one of the things uh, I guess touching on this, one of the other things that, that the article highlighted I, to your point uh, about there really no being no black polices in Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they they rated like these black enclaves, like parts of uh, neighborhoods or areas. Uh, and so it was at least 15% of the residents are black. So like a representative population, right? Mm-hmm. And among the black residents, at least 30% of them had four year college degrees and their household income was at or above the median for the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, so about 75 grand household income for Boston. Boston, Greater Boston has four neighborhoods that fall mm-hmm. in that category total. Wow. And that's Greater Boston. It's everything inside, you know, the 128 arc or whatever. Yeah. But in comparison, Atlanta's got about 110. Washington has 119. New York's got 150. San Francisco's got, like, a couple dozen. Yeah, you know what I mean? I uh, but I'm saying, like, you know, Miami, fucking Houston, Dallas. Like, the, all these places are beating us up. And this, yeah. this is specifically African-American. This isn't minority populations. Yeah. Uh, and to your point, like, I think there are places to be other minorities in Boston. Yeah. I think there's a... a, a pretty solid Latino community here. Yeah, they be uh, And growing. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, and that gets to, I guess, a, a question that we've debated on here before and we don't have to get that deep into today, but mm-hmm. it keeps coming back up in conversation uh, and it feels like it's more pertinent recently is this idea of like, is it better for black people to start building their own space that's exclusively black or to be the first community that's really trying to be inclusive? Uh, I, and and this is like I don't think I don't think exclusively I think I have a problem with exclusively I, I don't think anything should be exclusive one thing or the other but I sh- do think that you start to uh, tie these links together as 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 a as a, uh, a, a culture and develop some of these practices that other ethnicities have I mean you see it all the time I mean I feel like black people are the one. Are, are the the minority that most distrustful of other people within their cultural background, and that and that I agree is a problem. But the mm-hmm. I guess like the the example people always point to is the the Asian Jewish communities, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, where and I, I guess to a different extent, I I would also put in the Latino community, mm-hmm. Latin community. Uh, in in so far as that, like they kind of look out for one another, they make a point to you know buy from other Jewish businesses or buy from other Latin businesses, mm-hmm. right? They make a point to support one another in, in a way that I don't think the black community Duh. did. Yeah, for a while. I think we're getting there. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're there yet. No, no. Way. Uh, but I also think what gets lost in that uh, often and and overlooked is that when you do that, you exclude pretty much everybody else. And you can do it in a polite way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't think, you know, Jewish culture is inherently racist and hates me be based on my blackness. Mm-hmm. But I think for me to move in mostly Jewish spaces mm-hmm. becomes very awkward for both me and them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden there's like a what are you doing here kind of vibe. Uh, and I don't... I'm, I don't think that helps us build a better interwoven society. You yeah. know what I mean? I, like, when I... And I guess it's a little different with, with the Hispanic thing because there's usually, that not usually, but sometimes can be a language barrier. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and you know, a lot of that's on ignorant Americans who don't speak another language. Uh, but like, yeah, I, I struggle with the idea of that. Like building this space that's meant to be so black it makes other people uncomfortable. Well, yeah, yeah. And the thing is... And I like those spaces. I just don't... I don't necessarily think like that's the 
future. Yeah, but I think that like because I might be wearing that wrong. Yeah, I, my problem with that is that like I don't I, for the time being I don't care how it feels as long as that we as a culture we're not getting set behind. Like I think it it, it allows. Once you take it, once you like, it, it just allows more, more to go. It, it allows more power from the from it, it, you. These things stack. So like one, like if let's say there's an organized black community and it's like, uh, not only are, is money flowing in and out, of the, or not flowing through this community, and a lot of this money is not just like the black community. Money comes in and then money comes out to different. Uh, businesses and different mm-hmm. cultures and so forth like that and it's not, not a lot of it going back into black owned businesses but mm-hmm. there's a compound effect of this so where like once you start to build you know black businesses back black wealth influence and so forth now there's like oh well like these businesses are making a lot of money oh now they're you know so they're contributing to like campaigns I'm and not, so I'm forth for sure but what how does that wouldn't that just breed like black special interest groups and black lobbyists and black people trying to like not like uh, not even for the betterment of the black community so much as for their niche of the black community putting their needs above others just like every other like group who's in power like that's that's the like that's the compound effect of that always right like that well, no, that's I think- what you know like Jews run plenty of special interest groups that lobby for their own best interest, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like the the Asian community, the gay community does this, the rifle, you know, fucking yeah. gun community does this. Yeah. You know, they, like everybody's got lobbyists, and like what seems to be the path is like you build up a reputation, you gain some voting power, you gain some influence, mm-hmm. and then you lobby for what you want. Now, mm-hmm. I see nothing wrong with that. I get mm-hmm. that, and I think that's necessary for us because mm-hmm. we're getting fucked by not having representation. Yeah. I get all that. I just wonder, like. How do we like? How do we get into an equitable society that not? It's just not a pissing match of whose special interests are in power. Yeah, I mean, I don't, a, I don't see that well, as like well, a, a betterment. You know yeah, I mean? I, I, and I agree. But then you, but you, I don't right? know the answer though. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, that's the. And I, think, I think that's that. That is like the time the the. the Questions that have been going through generation through generation. I mean, that's why there's we we all think yeah exactly we all think we're gonna do it better, but we're not. Yeah, exactly. We're just gonna get the power and fight for our thing. And I'm just like strictly playing on the on the board that we're playing right now, the game that we're playing right now, in order to improve the situation. It should be done like that. Now, do I agree that this is like the best thing for society in whole? No, you're almost like just you're playing the game and the. the, but if there's the one thing, if there's one thing if we do, if there's one thing we definitely do in this podcast is admit that the game sucks and the game is rigged. So mm-hmm. why are we trying? Like why are we trying to find solutions that fit it? Yeah, but I mean, it's, like if it's not good for society on the whole, then why would we do it for society in the short term? Oh, it, it, but the thing is, like if you're talking about like a a, a minority group in you know in America, it's like. We can barely get get laws passed. It's like how we we can't. It's it's, it's gonna be a damn challenge to get change the whole game. Yeah, I mean, you I, can start it, but you gotta. So you're gonna need influence, and you're gonna need power, and you're gonna need motive. You're gonna need organization, and you're and it's still these things so go back I, to like my my. I guess my big question, and I I do not have an answer to this. I don't think you have an answer to this, and I I hope one. I hope. I guess my hope is that where somebody's working towards this answer and not just the power is how do we achieve power and not get corrupted? 
Like, what yeah. level of checks and balances is appropriate and necessary to ensure that, like, once once we do have equal representation, once there is enough people from all the different communities at large, how do we make sure that, like, it doesn't become a, such a clusterfuck that nothing gets done yeah. and that, like, power is tamed? Yeah, I, I, and I don't have an answer, but, like, I know that, like, if you look at where our founding, our founding forefathers or whoever <laughs> not, not necessarily minds, but you know, you know the people who started this country, the people who, who signed the Declaration of Independence, and all this shit. Like they, there's certain things that we do as a, as a as a society today that they were completely against. One of the biggest things that they were completely against was having a a federal the Federal Reserve Bank. Yeah. They did not want to have a central bank. They saw how it was manipulated in Europe and in in, in uh, the UK, and they were just like, "We can't do this. This is this is unconstitutional." What do we have now? I'm I'm smiling because I'm curious to see how far down the conspiracy rabbit hole. I, I, I'm just. This is that. This is just. This is just facts. I'm not going to even dive down to, that we the Federal Reserve is a central bank that our forefathers was completely against. It's a, a system, and you guys can check out. You can read about it. You can you can uh, YouTube video. You can look at that. You can look at documentaries. Even um, 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 just just Google Ron Paul. He'll have plenty to tell you. Exactly, and it's pretty much a, a, the bank pretty much hijacks. The, the middle class, the common folks, it, it's, it's, it's like a virus. It is engulfed into society. It's engulfed in the banking. It, 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 it's, it's a ridiculous system that there, it makes little chance for people to get out of debt, to prosper in the society. It allows these big corporations and special interests to hijack our democracy. On top of that, there's money in politics, which is like this is just like a marriage of two different two elements that have hijacked everything. Essentially, the Federal Reserve controls all all the currency that's in circulation, and in doing so, kind of makes sure that the same people stay in power at least at an economic level. Mm-hmm. And when you control all the economy, it's easy to control all the politics because politics is mostly driven by money in a capitalist society. Yeah. Uh, so those two big things. Yeah, yeah. What, how do you? Those are two things that are just like no money in politics. Remove the central bank, Bitcoin, baby, and then well, not Bitcoin specific, cryptocurrency. Well, yeah, exactly, and and then like these banks are are suffocating the American people, and then these politicians can't do anything because they're getting bought and sold. So those are two big things that our forefathers were completely against. Let me ask you this question: Moving back to earlier, how much do how much do you think like? <sighs> How much do you think Roy Moore is getting paid or paying somebody to stay in this race? I don't know. I think I can only imagine. I I think it's like why him? They couldn't find anyone else who would make these votes. I, He's ne- gonna have something on them or have paid somebody something. I don't think there was enough time from when this started to yeah. like when this started to bubble out of control. Yeah. To when Well because of the special risk, election. It was a short yeah, election. Exactly. For them to put someone Can you in, believe in all this is triggered by them appointing sessions too? Like that's what's crazy yeah, about this. Exactly. Like the Sally Field thing doesn't so many so many things. Yeah, so I think and this is where politics is, I guarantee you even some of the Republicans can stand this guy and doesn't and think he's a shitty person. Oh I mean, but 
they're not willing to sacrifice an inch in order to... Yeah, I think it's like three who've come out and said anything. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's where we're at. Uh, what else you want to touch on today? Should we, that so, was really fun yeah, we, I mean, we, should, we, should, we have to go on this bully kid really quickly. Um, yeah, let's do that, and then we'll do the Arizona thing. While we're still in the South, because this kid's from the South, right? Is he? Where's he from? I feel like he's from, like... I thought he's from the Midwest. No, no, it's got to be Southern, because his mom had the Confederate flag and shit. Yeah. Long story short, this kid, uh, Keaton? Keaton what? Yeah. Keaton... Jones. Keaton Jones. Keaton Jones. A uh, little kid got bullied at school. Tennessee. Tennessee, there you go. I that love comes me some Tennessee whiskey. Uh, right? Uh, so this kid got bullied at school, got, like, beat out. They told me he had no, fun, no friends, and he got no... Blasted or whatever happened. Uh, he kicked up boy at school. He was a mess. He was crying. His mom filmed this video of him, you know, pleading his case pretty much saying how sad he was that he was getting bullied by everybody at school and how horrific it was. Uh, and it was really shitty. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, I, I watched the video. I felt really bad. Uh, but I also watched the video and something felt really kind of off to me. Dude, uh, all these viral things can seem yeah, off to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I that's the other thing. Like it. At this I, point in my internet career, like, I don't trust anything I that seems heartfelt on the internet. Yeah, dude, when these people, like, do, like, give, give something to a homeless person or do some um, charity, yeah. right, and you had to videotape it, go fuck yourself. Like, dude, this is, go fuck yourself. It's not charity. You had to film yourself doing something nice and post it on like, Go fuck yourself. It's not cool. That's just that you're the lamest person in the world, you ask me. You want to do something nice for someone, just fucking do it. That being said, if you're out and you see somebody doing something fucking nice, do videotape it and do share it with people. Yeah, exactly. That's like, cool. Like Selfie mode while you're at a charity event? Douchebag. Like the dude that was saving the rabbits and got in California, he, he like, dude, shout out to that dude because someone filmed him and then, like, like he was trying to save these rabbits from, like, getting burned to death. Then they asked yeah. him to, like, they were like, hey, do you want to uh, do an interview with the, the news? The news ended up coming there. He was like, no. Well, Bunny is safe, my guy. Yeah, dude, he just yeah. wanted to do something good, and he didn't want to fucking parade for it. That's... Fucking... The world needs more people like that, dog. Exactly. I'm fucking sick of these people. God damn. Uh, so, now that we just trashed the 10-year-old without even giving any backstory oh, no, no. for I don't, I don't blame this kid, dude. Oh, so, yeah, I don't hold anything against the kid, but essentially... Kid was getting bullied, got fucked up, whatever. His mom posted this video, everybody, you know, a bunch of celebrities, like, oh my god, we feel so bad, heart is broken, come to my show, yada, yada, yada. You know, celebrity bullshit. Uh, and then it comes out that, you know, I shouldn't say comes out, like, this is what I mean, like, I don't want to, like, witch hunt this woman, like, should have fought on her Facebook of her holding a Confederate flag. That's not mm-hmm. a crime. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm 120% certain there's plenty of people who do that who aren't even racist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I like, agree. Yeah. David Banner did it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. Kanye did it. it like, I, I, plenty of examples. But <clears throat> then there's some rumors, and this is the part that rubs me a little bit. Okay. Let, wrong let me pause there right real quick. Okay. Not, not only that, like, so there's, like, so uh, Kurt Schilling, if you guys don't know Kurt Schilling. Oh, God, dude. He's a, I didn't uh, even see this. He's a, uh, maybe his name's not Kurt Schilling. It's something Schilling. Uh, Joe Schilling. Who's oh, like that's if, much different than Kershaw? Yeah, my bad. Uh, Joe Schilling, who you guys watch don't. Mouth, <laughs> my bad. My bad. Joe Schilling, who's like a uh, he's a uh, mixed martial artist. He fights yes. for Bellator. Yes, a badass dude. I forgot about this story. Um, this is the great part. He he sees his video, reaches out to this guy, and it's like, "Yo, we want. I want to invite you to our next uh, Bellator fight. It's in L.A. We're gonna fly you out." He gets to meet like some of the fighters, and you know, it boosts his morale. And I'm sure they'll talk to him about maybe doing some, like, you know, uh, kind of, yeah, self-defense. Yeah, yeah. His mom says, uh, no, we really, like, I'm a single mom. We just really need some money for Christmas gifts. 
and he's like, what? And so there's like, we'll, we'll to post. be fair, supposedly that account that did that was fake. I did supposedly really hasn't been verified one way or the other yet. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, so I don't know. I even I, I could also see somebody making a fake account to do that. And so that it could not be traced back to her. Yeah, and then, <laughs> like that's definitely your cousin. And but then, like I'm not gonna, the, I'm not gonna try and call out your scam. But then the account asked for like Joe Schilling to delete it. Yeah, and it's like yeah, yeah mad I don't know. sketchy. Yeah, it's sketchy. Like, I think this lady is opportunist. Uh, yeah, so it definitely feels like the the move is trying to get her 15 minutes of fame and find somewhere to hustle this up. Yeah, that definitely is, feels like the move, dude. Like I feel bad for this kid. Well, Kind of. Like, I got bullied, dude. Like, you get bullied. And I saw, like, something, like... Should... Yeah, I'm so conflicted about this. Dude, bullying shit happens. Like, I saw, like, uh... But it shouldn't. Get you get... Not like this. Not like this. face got fucked up, bro. But, dude... He's, like, 10. Yeah, I know. And, I, and I'm not saying... I'm not saying that shit didn't happen to me, too. Like, it's, say, it's... But, like, it's part of the deal. I agree, but, like, it shouldn't be. I don't know how... But I don't understand how... Yeah, it shouldn't happen. And, like, people should support this kid. And the people surround surrounding him should support him and show him how to stand up for himself, how to deal with adversity, and how to, like, you know, resolve these issues if he can, even if it comes to the point, like... If it gets to this physical aspect, then maybe he does have to go get a teacher, or maybe we have to sit down with these kids. But he's gonna have to stand up for himself. He's gonna have to learn from this. He's gonna have to maneuver through this because, like, and I saw like uh, the dude who throws. He has like a website. It maybe is like Krill or something like this. Uh, he's like those parties and shit oh, like that. Oh, uh, Krill was here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, but this shout to Krill, bro. He, Those he parties like, are wild. Yeah, he was like, dude, like, yeah, like bullying, like no one likes bullies, and we know it's a part of life. But it's like the thing is, you have to like do what you have to do, maneuver through this because yes, people feel sorry for you when you get bullied at like you know twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. But when you're 30, 40 yeah, years when you're old. you're 28, nobody cares. No one bullied, gives a bro. fuck. So you had to build these muscles in order to maneuver through this. And I'm not saying this is necessary for this kid to know these tactics now and know how to figure this out now. But he's a, everyone's going to have to figure this out. We can't, like, put plastic wrap on the universe in order for you to, like, bounce off it. You're going to have to learn these skills. And I don't understand how his mom collecting so, a shit ton of money is going to help this kid maneuver through this shit. That, so there's two points. One about the money, like, what's the money for? I don't. Why? Did, why? There's no legal yeah. case here. There's no medical. Like, yeah, he's got like a bruise. He ain't going to the ER or nothing. Like, he's yeah. fine. Like, this is complete. He got beat up by a ten year old. Yeah, like, like get what, out of here. Who, for who what? Does that? For what? Yeah, you know what I mean, uh, it makes no sense to me. But the the other thing is like, I look at the bullying. And I look at the bullying he's talking about. And that we're so quick to be like, I'm so sad and I'm so heartbroken. That sounds awful, right? Mm -hmm. But to your point, right? They called him ugly. They mm. said he had a big nose. They yeah. said he had no friends. Mm. I agree with you. No kid should go through that. That shit is brutal, man. Like, I was mm. a suicidal teenager. I took a lot of words to heart maybe that I shouldn't have. You know what I mean? And whatever. Like, when you don't know how to, like, cope with that shit, that shit means a lot to you. Mm. I get that for sure. Mm. But to your point, when you're, like, you have to, like, learn at each stage of that. Like, every time somebody burns you, like, so, uh, so every time something gets under your skin like that, mm. assessing, like, why and why do you give a shit? Yeah. Because when you're an adult, you're right. Like, when you're heartbroken because some kid rashed you at a party mm. at 24, yeah. and you come back to your, like, grad school, like, roommate, and, like, yeah, yeah. you know, some kid told me I didn't have any friends and I didn't notice. 
nobody feels bad for you. And that sucks. Like, I don't even think that should be the case. Like, that's horrible. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're doing, like, crazy, stunted fucking social development and anxiety and all this shit. Mm. But, like, truth of the matter is nobody's going to feel bad no for you. No one cares. So, no one cares once you get a certain age. It's like... Once he's not that age yet, and I hope he learns before then how to, like, yeah, protect himself yeah. and, not, you know, stand up for himself. But, uh, also, I mean... Fuck it, I'm just throwing... I'm not usually a fan of spreading things that I can't prove yet. Yeah. I've yet read nothing to confirm this story, but if the rumors of this story are true, and the reason, like, he got quote-unquote bullied is because he was running around calling a bunch of black students niggers with a hard-ass R, and essentially bullying other kids and challenging them to fights. Well, like, that's not bullying. You just, that's what I mean. Like You earned yourself a house with it. Like, he was... The story is that he was going around, like, bullying other kids, like, challenging the fights, and, like, he was, like, kind of into the fight sports thing, mm-hmm. which is how maybe the Bellator thing and Dana reaching out from UFC, mm-hmm. it, it happened so quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? Very on-brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently he was, like, a fight sport kid, and then, like, yeah, like, he pretty much said the wrong word to the wrong kid, and that kid just headed to him. Yeah. Uh, and, like, got some of the crew and headed on him, too. Uh, and I hope that's not the case. I really hope that's not the story. Yeah. I hope it's really, the mom's just an opportunist, and, like, I feel bad for this kid, and I want this kid's life to be better. Yeah. Uh, don't give this bitch any money, though. Like, yeah, definitely real. don't give her any money. Like, you know, I don't know how money's going to help, help the situation. It won't. And it, I, the audacity of her. I mean, money always helps, but, like, not. Not for this. That's not going to help her kid. You like, know? get him some free counseling. You know, fly him out to L.A. to go see Demi Lovato, whatever the fuck they're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, come like, on. Go find me, Pace. Yeah. Fuck out nah, of here. Fuck out of here with that shit. Uh... In the spirit of poor transitions, as this entire episode seemingly has gone, mm-hmm. what else do we have on the list? Okay, so we have a couple things. Um, you want to do Bud and Quavo now or at the end? Oh, let's do the Daniel Shaver thing so that we can get through all the gloomy stuff of the day. Okay. I don't, this is what I mean. I'm in such a good mood lately. It's the holidays. I'm trying to focus on positive shit. But this, this was the most troubling fucking thing I'd seen maybe in a decade, bro. Like... We've all become pretty glazed over eyes to police shooting videos at this mm-hmm. point, sadly. Like, you see one, what, once a week? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, so, Daniel Shaver was shot by the police in Arizona. This happened actually a couple of years ago. Of course, it's been, uh, the case has been pending, so the video hadn't been released. Video got released after the cop was found not guilty, mm-hmm. of course. Because yeah. are cops ever guilty? Answer, no. Yeah. Uh, and... Go ahead. Let me let me pull up. So this was this was a weird case. The duty shot was twenty four. The cop was like twenty six at the time. Um, two young guys. Uh, this this cop was super aggressive from the get go. I watched the video. It was disturbing from the beginning of this video into the climax where he guns this guy down, who was crawling towards him. He had this guy crawling towards him. The guy's pants start to slip. So he reaches down to pull his pants up. So <laughs> and I'm laughing I mean, because I'm like, don't even know how to respond. And the cops shoots him with this, had to be like a semi-automatic rifle. AR-15. And just completely, he, he's done. I'm, I'm looking I'm looking for the exact quote. I don't want to get it wrong. It, it, but not it, only it, was the kid crawling, the kid was whimpering, he was crying. He, he was, was pleading for his for this, life. Yeah. Begging for this cop to shoot him. The, the cop literally, so they, he comes out of the room, they get on the ground immediately as the cop yells at him, listen to these instructions and tell me you could do these stone sober somebody saying them to you in this calm, gentle voice, I'm going to read them to you, right? Yeah. Lay down on the floor on all fours and then, cru- then lay fully down. Yeah. Put your hands out in front of you with your palms on the floor. Yeah. Cross your left leg over your right leg. Yeah. 
Then slowly push yourself back up into a kneeling position. Keep your palms on the fucking floor. Yeah. No. Hold on. That that's already confusing. I'm yeah. already confused in quick yeah. succession, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody's pointing a gun at you, telling you if you, literally if you make a mistake, I will shoot. This is a quote. You, if you make a mistake, we will consider that a threat. We will treat it as such and take care of it, and you may not survive. Yeah. You're saying that to somebody pleading for their life. Yeah. He then says, from a kneeling position, with your legs crossed behind your back, with your palms on the floor, now put your palm, put your hands straight over your head. Mm-hmm. If you drop your arms whatsoever, we I'm will shoot, shoot you. you. Yeah. Now crawl towards me. Now, if you've told me I have to follow every instruction perfectly, right? Is it how the fuck am I supposed to crawl towards you know. with my hands in here? So he goes to this. put his hands on the floor, uh. takes two crawls in one direction, can't keep his legs crossed behind him because nobody in their life has ever crawled with their legs crossed behind their back. Yeah. Stumbles, and the cop shoots him four times, six times, whatever. Like, yeah, you can't shoot somebody once with an AR. It's pretty yeah, hard. Exactly. Like, yeah. So he's done, dude. It was. It was. Dude, I just I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen someone do their job so poorly, and I've seen a lot of people shitty at the job. That yeah. Just, shit, I'm I'm seeing a lot of shitty cops. Like, bro, just, you... It was so bad. It if you so, make I'm, any mistakes, we will shoot you. You will not survive. Did you see the Did you see the gun? Yeah. My man has... You're fucked on the side of the gun. Yeah. And this was... What do... Who, who gets that? Who's trained to be a cop? Yeah, exactly. The Correctly. Pro- to protect and serve. That's what you get? You're fucked. Shh, shh. I'm gonna protect everyone. Yeah. Nigga! And, okay, here's the thing. Okay. Oh, and the only thing that I can like, and I don't necessarily like think that that cop should be get murder. What? I think that he. I I don't think he. I think that cop would. The cop's young too. He's twenty six when this happened, and I think that like I, I, he did like reach down, and so like I would to give anyone the benefit of the doubt. The kid did reach down, and whether it, but for him, and I think the cop, which is so stupid and so charged up and so rare, I think, I think that that in that situation, he was just, just shitty at his job. He is socially completely. Let me re- let me let me re- ask you this question. Mentally challenged. The shitty shortened TMZ version of this video is four minutes and twenty two seconds. Mm-hmm. I'll, without even looking it up, I'll call it the halfway mark. So we'll call it two eleven. Uh-huh. He has the woman subdued, cuffed, and in custody. Right. Yeah. In two in two minutes and eleven seconds, nowhere while the man was subdued on his knees with his legs crossed and his hands up, with uh, with apparently backup with him because uh, you uh-huh. can hear other officers behind him. Yeah. Could you move forward and handcuff that man? Yeah. Well, okay. I guess they, because they were they wanted to clear the way because there was a. a they were behind them was the hotel door, yeah. and they weren't sure what was the fucking going on on there. Yeah, so well, I mean, that's clear. why they, they asked him who go. was in the room, and he, had, he told them numerous times, which there turned out to be nobody in the room. Yeah, but they, okay, so I understand that going towards that, because they don't know what's in that hotel room, they're trying to clear the way. Uh, I can I can understand a jury not saying he murdered this guy, because the guy did reach down to pull up his pants and to catch himself, I don't know. 
but it's got to be at least, and he's got to be manslaughter. It's got to. I, I was be gonna say if if we're big fans of making one line advice on this show, it's, it's probably what we're best. Everyone for. get manslaughter. Yeah, no, like that <laughs> If you're a prosecutor and you're charging a cop, yeah, I get, yeah, yeah it's yeah. manslaughter every time. Stop trying to get murder charges. I'm cool if these dudes do 15 years. Right. Honestly, I'm so much happier with 15 than zero. Yeah. He's got to do something. He, he killed. You know what he's got to do? He's got to take a six-week paid vacation while they reassign him to a different district. Nah, That's gotta, what he's going to do. He's got to. He's got to. I mean, he's got to do some time, man. Like, that dude's, and we're, we're approaching the hour, so we're not going to harp too much on it. This is... There's 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 a problem with this job. There's a problem with how they're training these guys. There's a problem with some of the personalities. On just just, there's a problem with the militarization of the police force. That's yeah. all it comes at. I'm, you know, people always say like you don't want those. People. I don't mind those guys being soldiers. We need people who are like badass, willing to do yeah. those things and be badasses to be soldiers and to take care of them better when they come back. Yeah. But those guys should not be cops. Yeah. Those are different breeds, and we need to stop treating them like they're one of the same. Cops yeah. should be like school counselors who are also expert marksmen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cops should not be like soldiers. Well, they should. Okay, there should <laughs> be okay so jailers. Like I, I work in like I work in marketing and sales. Like and just to sell some shit, there I have to know every I have spreadsheets. And, like, uh, not only am I looking at numbers, spreadsheets, and shit like that, I'm looking at consumer behavior. I'm looking at personality traits. I'm looking at, like, how to deal with different personalities, how to indicate these different personalities, uh, and, and knowing to identify what personality they are and how to handle this. Police officers should have some backup training. Like, what yeah, are the like, percentage? Well, like, how do you not get basic <laughs> assessment 101? Even just if it's that, like, the percentage of a person that's going to sh- start crying, whimpering, and then shoot you. How many times does that happen in the history of police? Probably fucking zero. I. This is what I mean. And, like, the immediate reaction will be... Well, you don't know. You don't study these things. You're not a cop. You never lived a day. Of I don't know. So tell me oh, the statistics. Wow. Show me the statistics on that. Let me know how many people are whimpering, pleading for their lives, and then turn around and shoot you in a domestic situation in a hotel room in the United States. I'm guessing not many, because I'm guessing we'd have heard about that story. Yeah. I'm- cop gets shot by a man who, like, pled for his life to set him up and then killed him. That's going to be a headline story. Yeah, I'm assuming it. And, and, but these are, these are, like, the numbers that they should pull, the, co- the cops should know it. It's not something that's going to change. They can pull it every every three to five years, and the data going to say similar. I do. I, I I work in sales, and I'm pulling figures like this. Not only figures on a on a monthly basis, but I'm and it's for a shit ton of stuff. I'm also learning personality traits, how to deal with certain type of customers, how to like you know. Bro, like you don't even go that far. Like that shit, you should have pretty down pat in. Retail. And there's no lies. There's no lies involved. Right. All right. We, we've got it in our soapbox long enough on that. Uh, so there's a good solid hour on all the bad things happening in the world. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Actually, uh, I'm not missing it. the 12th, right? Isn't today the first day of Hanukkah? I know we released this on Thursday, so this will be the 14th by the time you hear it. Uh, so it will, it will be Hanukkah by then. Happy Hanukkah to everybody. Uh, as a Christmas come early, Hanukkah come early, whatever the fuck come early uh, gift to everybody. <laughs> everybody loves some good hip-hop beef. All right, we're going to have to go no video on this because my 
card is full. That's fine. So, uh, Joe Budden and Cuevo are back at it again. For those who don't know, I don't... Do you know why these two started beefing? Yeah, it was over. Um, it started because Joe Budden was going on about mumbling rap. Uh, a lot on Lil Yachty. Lil Yachty and Amigos are signed to the same, like... Partnership, yeah, but yeah. like from my understanding, Joe didn't even come at Migos, right? He would, he kind of came at mumble rap in general. Yes, and then and like, Migos felt some sort of way. Well, then yeah, and so like Migos were were uh, supporting Yachty's because yeah, because yeah, the and then like and then the thing happened at the I think it was the BET yeah, Awards. That shit was hilarious. So Complex yeah, that, that sparked it, and then like. It's been a thing since then. Okay, so no, I just didn't know if I missed anything. I, I was aware of all that. I can't believe it's that petty. Uh, but this is what I mean. Like, anyone who's ever listened to Joe Budden as an artist, let alone as a media personality. Mm-hmm. No, it's my nigga just lo- like, he loves throwing his opinion out there. You know what I mean? It's really quite literally nothing personal with this yeah. dude. And especially if he ain't put your name in it, it's definitely not personal. Yeah. He probably went out of his way to leave your name out of it. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, that being said... I love Joe Budden. I love Joe Budden drama. I love Joe Budden starting trouble. But also, like, Joe Budden a real nigga, but Joe Budden also been a real nigga getting fucked up for a while. Yeah. Like, you about to have a baby. You about to start a new family. Like, I don't think Joe Budden really wants beef with, like, 27, 8-year-old rappers. How old Migos? Uh, probably that. Probably 27, yeah. 28. Here's the thing. Uh, and, and I agree. Like, he... And I don't think he... he, he the Migos are... Uh, the aggressors on this end. Can I I just read this bar real quick? Yeah. (laughs) My nigga said, this ain't no average Joe shit. This is everyday Russell. Joe got a day job. That's an everyday struggle. That's that's Russ. No, I know. That's what I mean. Like, this is crazy to me. Like, how many people come at Joe Button? Uh, I mean, here's the thing. Like, Joe Button's, I don't want, Joe Button's is saying the things that people are saying. Joe Button's is speaking for a section of society. Hit the hip hop community has this a opinion. large section. A large section. I think his audience is crazy. Um, and so like they got to, di- and Joe just happens to be on the forefront of that, so he's got to take those shots. Yeah. Here's the thing. Also, this is what Joe does before it, he was on the forefront of that. Exactly. I mean, he got into it with uh, Wu Tang Clan. I think he got into Rick it. Every, yeah. Dude, have you ever seen the video that started all that? The, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Vibe Hundred bracket. And he's the the vibe best rapper alive. Oh, yeah, and he's yeah, going yeah, to, yeah, yeah, He's yeah. like you mean it, and that's how he got into it, meth. Yeah. Like that's one of the funniest things that ever happened on the internet. Exactly. Uh, which, by the way, meth is spitting on that new. Wu-Tang yeah, album. bro. That whole um, new Wu Tang album is fuego. Yeah. Um. So. Here's the thing. Regardless, I don't even give a shit about like the beef and shit like that. No, nobody only, cares about the beef, bro. The, this is the only thing I want. Bars from Joe. Joe. As That's what all this is about. That's why Chance is dissing him. That's why Russ is dissing him. That's why Migos. Because everybody he, wants Joe Button to come out of retirement. That's what I'm convinced. I, of. I don't think so. I think I think that they know. I think they're just taking shots because they know Joe speaks from this certain section of the hip hop community. Since they can't talk shit to everyone in this section, they'll talk shit to Joe. No, and, you know and that's what? a response to this whole section of hip hop. But the, the the section he represents, though, and th- this is why everybody wants bars from Joe. Joe Budden represents like the nigga who talks shit, who swears he can back it up, and he can. He, I I know that you know that yeah. niggas under twenty two don't know that. Yeah, that's why there are people who thought Joe Budden started rapping three years ago and then retired. Like, I hear kids be like, Joe Budden's entire career ended with one album. I'm like, my guy, yeah, exactly. his career started in, like, 98. Where yeah, have you been? Yeah, exactly. 
Um, yeah, I wasn't even allowed to listen to hip hop. I feel like I, I mean, well, one, like probably. to Joe's, like Joe. I think Joe should get in the studio. I think he should just thrash these guys. Just like I don't, like but, he, he thrashed Dre. He, I know, but Joe Joe says this Dre. often, and I and not not to just be slurping on Joe Budden's dick right here, but like. What good does that do, Joe Budden? If if he flames them, right? Mm-hmm. You're just the old head, like yo, like nobody even wanted to hear bars from you. Why'd you even come out of retirement? If he if he goes and gets clowned, nigga, you get your washed. All these new niggas are trash. You see, he has proof. It's just like when he did the Hall of Dawn battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that shit ended terribly for yeah. him. Well, he did, the performance was terrible. Oh yeah, he That's he was why. trash. He got killed. But like that. you can't you you a couple months ago he dissed Drake, and so yeah. it's like you got in some, one. Sometimes you just get yeah, and I don't care what anyone got to yeah, say about yeah. that. Yeah, he, he he body Drake murdered he, him. I think I think that there's there's a section the same people that he speaks for in the hip hop community is the same people that deserve a response. If Migos and like throw shots at him, mm. I don't think there's anything wrong with like dropping a song. Hit, I, I don't was, either, but I don't I don't think it's in Joe's best interest to do that for what he wants to do next. Yeah, okay, then that's but still he, he's hip. Dude, like he, that being said, Joe, be, you want to go back to rapping and let me take over the podcast, homie? You will be there. That's like that's like saying like, all right, well, like, yeah, you're Mike Tyson. Someone like took a swing at you, you know, but you're like a different Mike Tyson now. It's like no, but to, okay, just, but to your point, got, if got somebody runs up on Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson fighting somebody in the street today? Yep, I guarantee it. Gary, right. run up on Mike Tyson if you right. want. That's, Shit. I'm, nigga, I am not running up on Mike Tyson. I am not. What? I'll pay some crackhead to go find that out. I ain't doing that they, shit. Well, look, if anyone's uh, uh, near their computer, look up the uh, big boy. Uh, big boy from Outcast, where he's like, uh, he's talking about MC Hammer. He's like, run up on MC Hammer. You want MC Hammer? Move your ass. <laughs> like, no, run up on the, You run up on somebody. You're going to get the body. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you don't for, want that smoke. With- for, for the for the interest of of the beef at hand, I will say this, man. I would like I would like to see Bud and Quavo go with bars at each other. I hope it doesn't turn into anything real. Yeah, you know what I mean. Nobody actually needs all that. And shit. honestly, I think. I but think- the bars and the Twitter beef and shit, like, like this. Is what I mean, you talk about like bars, right? Yeah. My nigga Quavo's diss to him is on the intro in an ad lib. Yeah, my nigga said, "Ice tray, a nigga flooded." Ice, 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 ice. Yeah. If a nigga hating, call him Joe Budden. Pussy. Yeah, and and Joe Clown. Those is bars, nigga. Like that's a that's like an ad lib. Like you you just screaming on the front yeah. of the track. Like I don't uh, know. Yeah, I uh yeah. It's it's just trash. It's it's media and it's it's, it's they're reaching too. They're using Joe Budden's name because of, to get Ooh. attention. Ooh. And I, I think you think. Absolutely, absolutely. Why you think would, Migos need attention like that? Yeah, because they're dropping a mixtape. They're not doing yeah. press on it. There's not a lot of heat surrounding this mixtape. I don't care about and, it. And that's like, their lane. Like that's that's their press that would fit mm-hmm. well. For, so that makes sense. You're right. Uh, I will just say that I don't care who you're coming at or whose side you're on or whatever, whatever, whatever. There's nobody better at Twitter beef, fuck Meek Mill, than Joe Budden. Yeah. My nigga said, <laughs> I am your OG and you will respect me as such. Yeah. Soon as it's all peace, he decides to unleash this lyrical venom in my direction. Quavo wants smoke. Like my nigga Joe Budden is just a clown, bro. Yeah. Like not like a bad way. He's just a funny nigga. I love Joe Budden. Uh, all right, uh, all right. we're wanna, at we're at one ten. You so want to do our, our top five and get the fuck out of here? Yeah, we got to. Let's make all it quick. Right. So we we gonna make this quick. We're obviously towards the end of the year. It's uh, second week of December. So on our Christmas list this year, the things we want for twenty eighteen, the things we would like to see under the tree so that we can play with for next year. 
What do you want to see in the world? We should, yeah, we should just combine and throw these out. And yeah. Try. So, uh, you take we'll, we'll, we'll alternate. We'll start at five. We'll start one at five. Uh, right, you want to start right. one? I, just, I don't know where it should be, but like Trump out of the office is just yeah. Wild. I want I want Trump out of the Oval Office by the end of twenty eighteen. Yeah, that's I think that's these are almost like New Year's resolutions, but like we will we'll maybe res, you know revise some of these by then. Trump out of office in twenty eighteen yeah. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, me? Are we alternate. Yeah, yeah. I don't have enough. I want. <laughs> Our podcast listeners to email us at late to work podcast at gmail.com some questions that we can answer live on air because yeah. uh, we l- would like to do some more engagement segments for when we don't have guests on uh, and I'd like to see more of that in 2018 so if you're listening out there and you want to give us a lovely Christmas present send us an email let us solve your life's problems or make them worse which either yeah probably make them worse alright three <laughs> on the late to work um, Xmas list uh, let's see um Shit, man. Stuff on I can name a lot of stuff, but I mean. World peace. No, I don't know. I, I think there needs to be a balance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I can say I, I hope that something happens to like North Korea. Like, just get them the fuck out of here. Really? Yes. Yeah, eliminate bold. them. Uh, I don't want us to do, have to do it, but can another country do it? Or like, we just broker peace? Yeah, we, it's hard to have peace with a maniac. But well, you know, that harder with a maniac in office yeah, in your own that's country. True. Uh, but yeah, peace and or destruction of North Korea, you know, Get whichever. Uh, with stabilization of North Korea, yeah. whichever, whichever. Stabilization of just like, I guess that the closest thing we can get to world peace. Just like Russia, chill out. Middle East, chill out. Korea, chill out. That's a lot. Yeah, just that's give, a lot. I don't think you can ask for all. Just give me Korea. Yeah, give me. Out. Yeah, Korea would be fun. I'm, like, there's a lot happening in the Middle East I don't want to dive into here. But yeah, some peace in some region of the world would be cool. Like, not the whole world under yeah, assault. just North Korea. Just, like, them most crazy. Uh, most crazy. This is going to be controversial, maybe. I want, like... I want dudes to stop questioning whether or not... Like, I want dudes to learn how to talk to women. Yeah. That will, that's, that. And I want women to learn how to articulate that to dudes. Oh, dude, dude, tell, I have, this is, I don't want, we need, this is a whole nother topic. Like, I tell women all the time, like, yo, like, all you need to do is, like, if you like a dude, just give him a hint, something, a smile, a wing, you know, like, a little, and that's, like, that's all we, that's all we need if you're a smart dude. If he doesn't understand that, Listen, I, then... I, I take it 10 steps further than that. I swear by Dan Savage in a lot of different ways. One of the things he talks about all the time is there, there are sexy ways to say exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. Don't give me a wink. Don't give me a nod. Come over here and tell me exactly what you want me for and what you want me to do. Mm-hmm. And when you go home, tell me exactly where you want me to put what. And I'm going to tell you and we're going to have a great fucking time. We're yeah. going to do it all over again tomorrow. It's going to be hot. It's going to be consensual. It's going to be fun. And we're going to have other people involved and it's going to be fucking crazy and it's going to be great. But I'm not with this wink and a nod maybe it means this maybe it means that and if we do a couple lines together does it mean something else like nah fuck all that I, yeah. I want you to explicitly tell me what you want from me at all points in the relationship in 2018 yeah. and I want men to be able to like understand that that's not a crazy thing to deliver either yeah. you know what I mean like I, women deserve that yeah <laughs> be honest with each other it's not that fucking crazy uh, uh, number two what do you got uh, I'm sorry, not, was that two? No, five, five, four, three. Yeah, that was two. So one. This will be one. the top I, thing we uh, want days. out of this year. Mm. Shit, dude. I don't even know. Miss time drum roll. 
I don't. I don't. What do you have? What do you got? Uh, do you have anything? Like Trump out of office is my number one one. Yeah, uh, but I, to be I'll honest, take a fuckload of money. Yeah, I mean that'd be cool. Oh, you know what? Advertise for the podcast, man. Yeah, I'll take that. We'll yeah. take some sponsorships. Yeah, I mean, I re- pay us some money. We'll yeah. promote some shit. How about just fucking crazy awareness? Just crazy. Reach. Yeah, just like brand strength. Yeah, more beyond. I'll take that. I'll take that. Recognize the watch, niggas. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's top five things we're gonna see here in 2018 that we really want. All bullshit aside, we really do want your emails, uh, your questions, your concerns, your things we should cover, the things we should shut the fuck up about. Yeah. Always happy to hear from our listeners, whether it's emails, whether it's comments, tweet us, whatever works best for you guys. You can find us on uh, at late to work podcast at gmail.com if you want emails there on Twitter at, at underscore late to work, just late to work on everything else SoundCloud, iTunes, Facebook. Uh, Soon to be Instagram, uh, probably coming in 2018. Bunch of changes coming in 2018. We'll probably talk a little bit more about that in next week's episode. It's probably our last one of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else we got to touch on before we get out of here? Uh, no, I'm gonna just shout out some dates real quick. Yeah, hit us. Uh, J- actually, for real, go see, yeah. go see my man's. Like, yo, I'm telling y'all. Uh, January 4th, I'm at Comedy for a Cause at Fall River Cast Restaurant. That's actually uh, dope because uh, all the charity proceeds go to, help me out. Homeless. Homeless, homeless youth, right? Yeah, yeah, all the homeless. Uh, just homeless in general out there. And there. Uh, January 12th, I'm at the Comedy Connection for the Hardcore Show. Nice. Uh, January 13th, I'm at someplace called Liz Diamond Bar in Hopedale. Uh, February 4th, I'm at Improv Boston, so come see me. Improv I'll Boston, at- Okay. Holla at me when you Holla see me in the street. Uh, as always, it's been Late to Work, the best-known unknown podcast on the internet. Hopefully, it's going to be the best-known podcast on the internet come 2018. Goals. Holla at us. Uh, it's your boy, Money Mitch, a.k.a. King Lear, a.k.a. a lot of other things, at MLGainer, at MGainer22, whichever social media platform you want to find me on. Oh, 2018 goals for real? Pick one of these AKAs as my new Twitter name. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, li- listener poll, you tell me which one it should be, and we'll find a way to make that happen. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Respect the watch. Don't be a dickhead. Y'all gonna hate this. This ain't no average Joe shit. This is everyday Russell. Joe got the day job. That's an everyday struggle. This for all the slow rappers who subliminally diss.